Welcome to the journey home, perfecting the art of connection through internal family systems. Hi, my name is Angela Carter and I'm your host. I'm the author of Give a Flying F About Your Thoughts They Matter and Releasing Trauma with Love. I'm also the creator of the Advancing Heart Protocol, a process to activate the parasympathetic nervous system to create safety in the body and then release and recode its emotional charge. I'm the director of the Consinity Group, which hosts three therapeutic services, the Trauma Release Centre, a neuroscience-based therapeutic service, the Phenomenal Therapist, an online self-led IFS group therapy community, and Consinity, where I support health professionals to thrive in their jobs and their lives through the integration of internal family systems. Now, some would describe me as a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, sister, friend, therapist, even a lover. But I describe myself as a sacred being, a warrior of the truth and a status quo disruptor. You see, I'm really passionate about everyone having access to -to up-to-date therapies and interventions that return them to their natural state. I call it the journey home. I'm an IFS informed practitioner and have over 100 hours of training under my belt. And I've also been in the trenches and done my own work and it's an ongoing journey. I'm not a purist when it comes to models, but I do love IFS and I integrate IFS into most areas of my work. For those of you that don't know anything about internal family systems or IFS as we all call it, IFS assumes that we are multiplicity beings with the healing energy of the self. And the self is the part of you that knows exactly who you are and what you want. It can't be damaged and it already contains the wisdom to heal internal and external relationships. So come on a journey with me and build a deeper connection with your inner world to illuminate the directions towards the life of your dreams through sacred messages and internal family systems. I bring you this podcast to connect with your sacred warrior, to attune yourself to self-leadership and reveal your innate gifts and call in your ideal reality by accessing and harmonizing parts of your psyche that have claimed your life. So let's begin today's journey. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode and are moving into a space where you're following your own rhythm. It may feel uncomfortable at first, but as you start to groove alongside it, it will start to soften. But you may also activate some inner critics in the process, so don't be surprised. So over the next few episodes, we will explore some inner critics as they tend to raise their voices as we move into a place of sacred healing. But don't worry, it's natural for parts of the system to get quite vocal as we soften and connect to the true self. Parts feel change and to them it feels unsafe, especially to the inner critics as they start putting us down and sometimes with really cruel words and statements. And so as you move into a place of sacred healing, you start to hear a wild, unconventional voice calling you. Can you hear it? It's so different and unusual. 
and it might even be hard to describe. It's like hearing an unfamiliar language for the first time. It might be hard to discern with great clarity now, but you start to feel an affinity between you and this strangely beautiful newness starting to blossom. You feel a stirring at the deepest level within you. Sometimes you will break through and the process of this new birthing may be a shock, but the shock will transform into great joy and a sense of tremendous liberation. But you must bear the strangeness first. As we move into self-energy, we really get a sense of this strangeness. The strangeness might be something that rattles your beliefs about yourself and your world, daring you to become more of yourself, more open to where life is leading you, and more willing to be the sacred art being created by the hand of the universal creator. Never shy away from this strange beauty. She allows for endless diversity. Her sacred work are often peculiar and stunning. <laughs> Remember, you live within a field of creative grace. As a specially created work of art, you are being asked to surrender any fear, internal critics, thoughts, feelings and emotions that put you down. You're being asked to make peace with the strange beauty that lies deep inside you and the universal energy which holds you and to allow it to happen through you and become more inspired and open. But I'm also aware that there's probably rumblings and stirrings of that creative life force happening now within you. Never forget that innate wisdom. You are your own medicine. You have the ability, the energy and universal power to heal what needs to be healed and love what needs to be loved and have compassion for the protective nature of each entity that has held you for all these years. You are a perfectly imperfect being of the life force itself. Let's go on a journey to connect and heal with your own medicine, the entity that calls itself perfection. The perfectionist is an inner critic. It can be helpful and harmful, and it sets high standards for behaviour, performance and production, and when we don't meet its standards, it can cause us to feel inadequate, anxious and overwhelmed. However, it also has good intentions and wants us to do well and succeed. By the end of this episode, it is my hope that you'll be able to understand the perfectionist better, its pure intentions, how we can offer it the medicine of love, compassion and appreciation for its efforts over the years. So sit back, relax and let's get started. Many of us struggle with the perfectionist. It's easy to fall into patterns of hating or resisting it. We may feel frustrated or angry that we can't meet its expectations and wish it would go away. However, this approach only sometimes is helpful. Instead, we can learn to understand and have compassion for the perfectionist and work with it in a supportive and healing way. You may ask, well, how do we do that? Well, it's quite simple, really. We start by acknowledging it. It has positive qualities. It cares about us and wants to protect us from the criticism of others. It wants us to do well and be successful. So we can move into a space of appreciating these qualities and recognising 
that they come from a place of love and concern for us. At the same time, we can also acknowledge the negative consequences of the perfectionist pursuit of perfection. We can recognize that it can cause us to feel exhausted, overwhelmed and stressed. We can acknowledge that striving for perfection is not always helpful or necessary and that sometimes good enough is good enough. We are sacred beings with nothing to prove, so don't be nervous if the rumble of change turns into an almighty roar which rocks boats, bursts forth as novel ideas and changes things in a way that is out of your control. This is life happening, free fall into it. The old way is on its way out. You are being invited, dragged, nurtured and coerced into the new. And I know, deep in my heart, that you can handle it. So as we connect with the perfectionist, we can work on developing an understanding and compassion for it. We can start by recognizing that a part of ourselves is trying to help us and it's not our enemy or something that needs to be fought against. We can also recognize that it's part of a larger system of what we call our internal family and other parts may be working with it and have experiences from our past and may have a major influence on it. Perfectionists can also result from our upbringing and in some cases it may be passed down through generations. For example, a parent who grew up in a household where achievement was highly valued may have passed down those values to their children who may have internalized the perfectionist. In such a case, the perfectionist becomes a legacy burden inherited from generation to generation. So you are being asked as you recognize the perfectionist to dispense with your reliance on past burdens and the tools that you were given to navigate life and step into the new. You have the medicine, the tools and the energy to burst through. The legacy burden can manifest in different ways and believe me, I know. It may be rooted in fear of not being loved or accepted, feeling disconnected and unloved or not feeling seen or heard in the family. For example, if you were a child who grew up feeling that their parents only valued them for their achievements, you may have internalized the perfectionist as a way to gain approval and love. The perfectionist can also be a result of attachment trauma. For example, if you were a child who grew up feeling they cannot trust their caregivers, you may have internalized the perfectionist as a way to control your environment and feel safe. Regardless of the origins of the perfectionist, it's important to recognize that it can become a burden that weighs you down. It can cause you to feel like you are never good enough and that you must prove yourself worthy or valuable. But remember, as you do this work, you're starting to outgrow your old survival mechanisms. You're being called to work with this entity and offer it your medicine as you connect and understand its intentions. We get to break the cycle of legacy burdens by examining our beliefs and values and recognizing that we have the power to choose a different path. We can focus on connection and love rather than achievement and perfection. In some cases, perfectionists can result from a parent with perfectionist tendencies. They may have projected their need for perfection onto you as a child, which can cause you to feel like you always have to look good for others. 
In other cases, the perfectionist may result from a family culture where achievement was highly valued. As a therapist and a sacred being, I know the perfectionist really well and the impact that it has on my work. It's important to ensure that I provide my clients with a safe and supportive environment and to do no harm. However, I know I'm not immune to my perfectionist. I have a part of my being that is the perfectionist. It sets high standards for myself and my work and when I don't meet its standards it can cause me to feel anxious, overwhelmed and stressed. I know that this part of myself comes from a place of love and concern and wants me to do well and succeed. However, I also know that it can become a burden that weighs me down and prevents me from reaching my full potential. It will keep me training, reading, exploring and holding other critics accountable, which can be exhausting. In the past, it's impacted my self-worth, my self-esteem and not feeling good enough. It has a crazy voice pointing out years of mistakes where I didn't learn, grow or do things just right. Just talking about it and how it used to operate is exhausting in itself. One way that my perfectionist impacts me today is that I find it challenging to put resources out or share information because of fear that they won't be perfect or that I might make a mistake. This fear can be paralyzing and prevent me from taking necessary risks. This can limit my growth as a therapist and a sacred being. I offer the medicine of love, understanding and compassion to this part of myself. And as I do this, I remind myself that perfection is not attainable and that making mistakes is a normal part of learning. I also focus on the positive intentions that the perfectionist has and recognize that it's trying to protect me. I remind it. I don't need protection and let it know who I am. I survived the fire and the storm and have risen from the ashes to offer it hope and a space to relax and walk alongside me. But you might ask, how do you do that? How do you heal the perfectionist? So how I started to heal the perfectionist within myself is I connected with it and developed an understanding and compassion for it. I also recognize that it's a part of myself trying to help me and it's not my enemy or something that I need to fight. I also recognize that other parts or experiences from my past influenced it and sometimes it felt like it didn't have a choice. When I put resources out now, I'm fine with them having typos, etc. As long as the information is correct and then then the perfectionist is happy. I even go as far as inviting feedback from my clients and they willingly give me constructive feedback. And the perfectionist is happy as she can go back. She corrects the mistakes and feels proud and we just work together as a team. But these internal voices can set impossibly high standards for us and harshly judge any perceived failures or mistakes. And it can be deeply ingrained and lead to shame and self-doubt. Perfectionism may drive us to work hard and strive for excellence constantly. But it may also lead to burnout or anxiety. At home, it may manifest as a critical voice that never lets us fully relax or enjoy our time off. As a parent, it may lead us to expect perfection from our children and criticise them when they don't meet our standards. Despite its harshness, the intent 
intentions of the perfectionist are usually to protect us from failure and potential harm. However, it can become overwhelming and detrimental to our well-being. For example, I love to write stories and poems as my sacred medicine, but it often shows up in my writing. I spend hours perfecting each sentence and can be overly critical of myself. I step back. I give the perfectionist space. I offer it love and compassion. As I step back, the writing then reads as the birthing of the new. Besides, it doesn't read well because that was the old way. The new way flows as it chooses to flow. No rereading necessary. It also manifests in my relationship where I may have unrealistic expectations of myself, my partner, my family and my friends, leading to disappointment and frustration. I offer it the medicine of space, love and compassion for their journey and it softens and it feels a deeper love and connection for them and their sacredness. To access the perfectionist, we can start by acknowledging its presence and asking it to step forward. We can then work on building a relationship with it, getting to know it better and understanding its motivations. It's important to note that the perfectionist may work alongside other critics, such as the taskmaster or the destroyer. Taskmaster is the voice that drives us to work harder, set unrealistic goals and never feel satisfied with our achievements. It can be similar to the perfectionist's pursuits of excellence, but can also be more demanding and relentless. On the other hand, the destroyer is a voice that criticizes us for our mistakes and shortcomings. It can be quite punitive, more punitive than the perfectionist, leading to feelings of self-loathing and hopelessness. We'll learn more about the taskmaster and the destroyer in future episodes. So when working with a perfectionist, it's important to recognize how the taskmaster and the destroyer may interact with it. The taskmaster may reinforce the perfectionist's drive for perfection, or the destroyer may amplify the negative self-talk and the self-criticism. We can learn to recognize when these inner critics are active and work to soothe them. So connecting with the perfectionist can build a healthier relationship and help it relax its hold on our lives. So thank you for tuning into this podcast episode. I hope you find it helpful, but it's not going to end there because we're going to now move into a practice to connect with the perfectionist and offer it sacred healing. So let's begin by taking a few breaths and settling comfortably wherever you are right now. Close your eyes if that feels comfortable and bring your attention to your breath. Notice the sensations of the air flowing in and out of your body and allow yourself to relax into this moment. Now bring your attention to your body and notice where you feel the presence of the perfectionist. Does it feel like a weight in your chest or a tightness in your throat? 
a knot in your tummy? Does it feel like tension in your shoulders? Whatever sensations you notice, observe them without judgment. Where did the perfectionist get its role from? What is the message that you received from your parents or caregivers? Was it a response to a traumatic experience? Whatever the source, acknowledge that. Acknowledge the perfectionist role. It has a history and a context. Recognize that other parts or experiences from your past may influence it. Can you be open to hearing its voice? Imagine it as a separate entity with its own voice, thoughts and feelings. What does it want to say to you? Does it tell you that you're not good enough or that you need to do better? Does it criticize your work or your choices? Listen to its voice and acknowledge its concerns. For these are the symptoms that you have the medicine for. If it could truly speak its mind, what would it say? What does it need you to know? Maybe it needs you to know it's trying to protect you from criticism or rejection. It may need you to know that it wants you to succeed and be happy, whatever it is. Let the perfectionist have its say. What does the perfectionist need from you? Does it need to feel safe and supported? It may need you to acknowledge its efforts and its hard work. It may need you to take breaks and rest when you need to. It may need you to seek out help or support when things get tough. Consider what the perfectionist needs from you and commit to providing it. Consider how you can help the perfectionist with your sacred medicine. How can you support it to ease up on its perfectionist behaviour and inner criticism? You can simply offer it your medicine of appreciation and compassion for its hard work. Maybe you can help it see that mistakes are normal, it's part of life, it's a learning process. You could also work on developing self-compassion and understanding. Offer it the medicine of love and commitment. Consider what the role of the perfectionist would like to take on and make a commitment to support it in that role. My perfectionist and I, we're a team. We work together. We work really well together. And as with any team, sometimes we need to reconnect. So just consider what you can commit to do with your perfectionist so that it can take on a new role. 
And as we conclude our sacred connection with the perfectionist, continue to offer it understanding, compassion and appreciation as this can help it overcome its negative impact and develop a healthier relationship with you. Use this practice as often as you like to explore your relationship with the perfectionist and start to feel the healing energy and growth. But remember, always acknowledge where the perfectionist got its role from and recognize that other parts may activate it and that it's also part of a larger system and those other parts may be influencing it. So again, offer it love and compassion for it's really working hard to keep you safe. Thank you for journeying with me today. And if you like this episode, you can subscribe, like, or share it with your friends, loved ones, and colleagues. If you want to stay connected with me or to find out a little bit more about what I do, you can find me at my three websites, traumareleasecenter.com, consinity.co, and phenomenaltherapist.com. You can also connect with me at my Facebook, Phenomenal Therapist, A Journey Home. And if you'd like to purchase any of my books, you'll find them on Amazon. And if you would really like to continue this journey and receive a complimentary digital copy of my book, please feel free to contact me at any of the websites that I've mentioned. I also have a free resource for you if you'd like to experience the internal family systems journey in the comfort of your own home. And again, you will find that at phenomenaltherapist.com. If you want to access affordable live group IFS therapy, join our Journey Home community. You will find us at phenomenaltherapist.com. So thank you for taking the time to share this journey with me. Until the next time, listen for those sacred messages.